Hey, oh, oh, that came out wrong. Hey, oh, welcome to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Uh, this is episode 11, the Todd Taylor chat episode. Kind of more of an interview, I guess you would say, but uh, we had a pretty great, great chat. It's coming up here soon. Uh, first of all, the song you just heard a snippet of is a song by a band called Vacation, and the name of the song is Action Road. They're from Cincinnati, Ohio. A pretty great song. Now, the reason I played that particular song was before we talked about doing this chat, or let me rephrase that. While we were in the midst of discussing this chat we were going to have, Todd and I, that is, I asked him, give me three songs by three different bands that you are absolutely in love with right now, and that was one of them. Uh Again, Vacation, name of the song, Action Road. Pretty tight, man. Uh, yeah, they're records. That's a super good record. So check it out. There will be links on the website, on the podcast uh, section of the website to their band camp, you know, once this gets posted. Uh, it, I'm pretty stoked on his other two choices as well, a band called Zetas. That's going to be coming up right after this little brief intro part. And then at the very, very end of the podcast, I'm going to play a full song by a band called Black Dots, who are actually, wait a minute, hang on, here it is. Uh, Welcome to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. It doesn't start until I burp. That's the rule, apparently. Uh, That's what I've been doing anyway. So um, where was I at? You know, do you remember episode four of Star Wars, which when I was a kid was just called Star Wars, the very first Star Wars movie. They're in the trench, right? The Y-Wings are approaching the the exhaust port of the Death Star, you know, the, the great flaw in this unbeatable uh, space station. And Gold Leader, now Gold Leader, was the, the Y-Wing leader, okay? And one of the Y-Wings is getting ready to, to shoot his, you know, proton torpedo down this exhaust port. And Gold Leader keeps saying, stay on target. And the other, the pilot that's getting ready to shoot down the exhaust port, it's like, I can't shake him. He's like, stay on target. Now, <coughs> excuse me. That's what I feel like telling myself every time I do this and go off in a completely different direction. You know, not very professional of me. But I'm. You know, we're going to get to the point here shortly. Uh, regardless, Todd Taylor. Um, shit, you know, I didn't even finish talking about the black dots yet. Black dots are red. They're at the very end of the podcast. I'm so sorry. Completely screwing up. Probably should re-record this. Not going to. This fucking punk rock, bro. Bro. And again, why? I'm saying bro. Like, why, man? What's wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with me. I need a vacation from this podcast. So there's a little, notice that? A little, uh, you know, clue to that first band that played. Uh, yeah. Okay. So... Black Dots, uh, my friend April, who played in a band called uh, Vina Cava for years from San Diego, moved out to Denver, and she's in the band with a couple other people, or actually three other people. I'll talk a little bit more about them at close to the very end. And uh, also my friend Wade, who I met when he was out in San Diego uh, playing a show for Awesome Fest, which we do in San Diego every year. Or, you know, I don't. Well, I play. Not, yeah, whatever. Uh Super cool dudes, great band. So look for that at the very, very end, a full song. The whole point of this Todd 
Toddcast. We're going to call it that tonight, I think. You know what? That's actually pretty good. We're going to call this the Toddcast. Not the Bobcast. The Toddcast. Episode 11. Welcome to the Toddcast. Todd's a rad dude. Todd and I have been friends for a pretty long time since around, you know, I'd say sometime in 98 is when we met. And how we met, he worked for Flipside. Uh, He was like a shit worker. He kind of did everything for them. Um, He did record reviews. He did, he wrote like, he handled the mail. Like he did all kinds of crazy stuff. So he wrote a thing where he was talking about, you know, basically this, if my memory is correct, okay, he was talking about, selling out and his point about the selling out thing was you know like that the 90s were gnarly for punk bands selling out right like these kind of whatever you know decent bands mediocre bands however you want to say it like offspring for example is perfect example of what a lot of people classified as selling out because they went from a minor label up to i think weren't they on epitaph or something fuck i don't remember dude and then they went on a major, and then they were all over the place. You gotta keep them separated. Remember that? Fuck. You know what, dude? I'm sorry. It, they are supposedly some of the nicest guys on earth, but I have never, never, ever, ever, ever liked the Offspring, even like a tiny bit. And they were so big. That was the '90s. Oh, there was a feeding frenzy of major labels sucking up all these like kind of smaller punk bands or whatever, because that was the thing. You know, kind of like this pop punk explosion. This band, Goldfinger, okay, they're from San Diego. I don't know. A couple of them are, at least. The guys that are in it, involved in it, at least two of them, were in a hair metal, like a glam metal band that was based in San Diego called Electric Love Hogs. So they completely changed their sound to meet the demand of you know that all these majors wanted of uh a ska punk kind of sound like a pop punk ska kind of thing so that is like the absolute definition of a sellout so he and i kind of bonded i i sent him an email saying like you know here's here's what i know about goldfinger blah 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 and slowly you know over the course of time we corresponded and we became good friends and todd was there for a lot of tilt wheels uh misadventures like the first couple punk rock, but I don't think he was there with us at the first punk rock bowling, but the second one, he was definitely there. We stayed at the Sahara. That was like one of the drunkest times I've ever had. Like I tried to get into our room. We all stayed in the same room, tried to get into our room using my driver's license, sliding it to the fucking slot thing instead of the key to the room. Todd had to answer the door. He made us all shirts. He bowled on the team with us that year. It was Ross, Davey, Myself and Todd, he made us all shirts, team ass wheel. That was like pre-shit wheel days. It was kind of when we were trying to find our identity as, uh, you know, a, a, a band nickname. And shit wheel is the one that stuck. But Todd came up with the ass wheel. And that the honorable mention there, for sure. <coughs> Excuse the cough, please. Uh, I'm an old man. And sometimes I have to take breaks to cough a little. That punk rock bowling was probably one of the most fun punk rock bowlings I've ever done. I mean, that stands out in my mind as like one of the most fun trips we've ever taken as a band. And Todd was part of that. So Todd, he almost in a way became like a fourth member of Tilt Wheel. Um, he, he went to us or went to us, excuse me, went 
to a couple shows we played out in Vegas. Um, he was there when we recorded Hairbrain Schematics, like for the most part. I, we went, you know, to a bunch of shows outside of like playing tilt wheel shows. He actually would come down. I lived in Cardiff by the sea, California, which is, you know, like kind of North County, North San Diego County beach town. Uh, he drive down from LA and we went and saw seaweed at the Casbah, which was a crazy, crazy show. I think their, um, it was their second or third record had just come out and they like, that's not a band that would tour a lot. And they're pretty fantastic. He loved them as much as me. I guess I, I would really say Todd's great dude, man. I, you know, besides just the personal, the friendship side, uh, I think Todd is truly, truly an amazing human being. And what he has done for DIY punk with the magazine razor cake, his contribution to kind of continuing um, the spirit of the do-it-yourself punk movement and all that, if you could call it a movement, I mean, it, I think it kind of is in its own way. It's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, Razor Cake is a huge, huge part of what keeps, you know, everybody in that DIY movement kind of connected or helps keep everybody connected. It's a fantastic magazine. So if you get a chance to get find a copy, pick it up, subscribe, you know, whatever. I will definitely put links for Razor Cake on the website and in social media and yada, yada, all that bullshit that I do with the podcast. But it's not bullshit. I mean, honestly, I should say, in the case of Razor Cake, it well worth your while. You you will probably find a, a new band that you love, something you haven't heard of, because they cover a lot of very underground things that are within, you know, the sphere of the, the DIY punk movement, but there's a lot going on with that magazine. Fantastic columns, fantastic columnists, uh, you know, record review section is always a good time to find something you might love. That's how I, in the old days, you know, print magazines was how I kind of discovered a lot of the bands that I love still to this day. So highly advised to check out Razor Cake. And this is the man that's kind of more or less the the foundation of the magazine. Uh, can't say enough good about Todd. Don't want to sit here and gush for an hour. So let's uh, let's just say this. I believe Todd Taylor is a national treasure. I believe he is um, one of the cornerstones of the DIY punk movement in the entire world. I I think the world of the guy and. I think we had a great chat, so we had some definite uh, good stories to talk about. He's he's a highly intelligent man that is very uh, well-spoken, so give it a listen. And what I'm going to, in between this little intro part and the very end here, or the very end, I'm sorry, in between this intro part and the actual chat we had, I'm going to play a song by a, a band by the name of the Zetas of Texas, United States earth you know whatever world um it, it's a pretty great song too todd's got great taste in music i'm gonna say that right now so yeah check out this zeta song the name of the song is the gaze i'm just gonna play a little snippet of that in between this and the talk and for the record tonight i wanted to say uh tonight is brought to you this by the way it's saturday august the 24th uh tonight and this podcast is brought to you by the fine people at Shinerbach beer this is not an official endorsement. I'm not working with them. You know, nobody wants to give my sorry ass any free beer, apparently. Um, Shinerbach. The finest beer that came out of Shiner, Texas. Shiner, there's a town called Shiner, Texas, apparently. 
that's weird. Texas has a lot of weird names of towns. There's probably a town in Texas that's like, you know, fucking uh, snowflakes go home, you pieces of shit, Texas. Maybe. I don't know. Or, you know, uh, owning the libs, Texas. I'm sure that <clears throat> if it's not a town now, it will be at some point, you know. So regardless, enjoy the Zeta song. And up after that is the interview with Todd. Thanks for listening to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Well, we're here with Todd Taylor. The uh, hey, Bob. Hi, Todd. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, so let's say Todd Taylor is the uh, it, it, in a social media post. I called you the uh, the Pope of Punk. I hope you don't mind that honorific. Um, uh, that's fine as long as it's not a Catholic Pope. It's fine. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> I also called you the Ayatollah of Awesome, so maybe that uh, uh, that might help uh, level it off a little bit. <laughs> anyway, sure. Yeah. There you go. A take mix it. of the two. Yeah, just take the compliment. Sure. And yeah. Go with it. You know, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, hey, a uh, little bit about your background. Um, where are you from originally? Where were you born? Where did you uh, grow up? And yada yada. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was uh, born in Cottage Grove, Oregon, hmm. um, which actually became a little bit infamous. That's where the uh, oh the oh boy, this is starting off really well. The... <laughs> I'm not editing out shit, by the way. Oh man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. It, All right, it's is... not famous or anything. And then uh, <laughs> my 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 dad was was a we had a weird job. He was an international social worker. So what's an international social worker? What is that? What is he? He basically was had a really specific skill set. So we moved to Australia and he had to make his job obsolete and train an Australian replacement. So he was a superintendent of children's homes. And we went to like three or different three or four different children's homes in five years. And he would like train them how to run them and then go to the next one. And then after five years, we moved back to the United States outside of Las Vegas in a small town called Boulder City. Yeah, that's OK. I remember, I remember that from you talking about living like in the Vegas area, like specifically yeah. around the time we met or whatever, you know. So. Right. Right. I yeah, so, I always uh, thought your dad was military because I was like, oh, you know, because you had said something about like you move around a lot or whatever when you're a kid. I always thought he was military. That's like. Way cooler than being in the military. <laughs> well, yeah. well, the, well. The funny thing is, he when we moved to, after we moved to Boulder City, he became he was still a social worker, but then he did family uh, like counseling at the Air Force Base at Nellis for it ended up being like twenty twenty five years. Oh, maybe so that's he, how I that's, got got that's that the idea overlap then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So he kind of he worked yeah. with military families and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. after Vegas, then it, that, did you move straight to LA area from we, Vegas? 
No, I went to school uh, for literature in northern Arizona in Flagstaff. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I got my master's. And then after that, um, my grandma got really sick. And she lives in Camarillo, which is 60 miles north of L.A. And so I just went. I said I was taking care of her, but I wasn't. I was just kind of hanging out with her. And she got better. And then I moved down to L.A. to get a job. And that's – well, I did some odd jobs and stuff. But then I started – Working at Flipside, 1996. Right. Okay. Um, oh, that was yeah, yeah, 96. Okay, that sounds about yeah. right. Yep, yep. That's when I. Basi- that's when I started. Uh, that's when we met. Around that time was when you worked. Yeah, at Flipside, I was trying so. to think about it. It's like 96, 98. Around there is when I first met you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Through our mutual hatred of, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> god damn it! I had Electric Love Hogs was the f- oh, originating yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldfinger, <laughs> yeah. yes sir, yes sir. Do you yeah. know they still the guys at my work touring. listen to Goldfinger? Like, uh, well, they don't listen. Let me put it another. They listen to this radio station and they still play that fucking here in my bedroom song. Like every day, I hear that song. Every time I hear it, I go, "Oh, Todd Taylor," which is kind of good, <laughs> you know. But it's still a fucking god awful song. But anyways, that's, those uh, guys got the last laugh on that. I mean, they're they're making bank off of it. They they real they truly did, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. At least I'm yeah. comfortable in my own skin. I hope, you know, I don't think they are. And I, I think you probably are comfortable in who you are, too. So oh, I'm totally fine. Yeah. That's, that's right. So we didn't sell out. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, no, so, no. not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Okay. Hey, by the way, OK, the, here's something I'm going to do on this that might be a little bit different. Um, I did. I kind of meant to mention it at the very beginning, but I'm 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 toying with you a little bit. I am playing a game with you a little bit here. I have inserted into various stages of this, our little talk, uh, five questions that I'm going to ask you. I'm not giving you any hints or anything that this is a question. Okay, here comes the question. I'm guessing what you're going to answer to the question. And if I'm right and you answer the way I think you're going to answer, I'm getting a point. Okay. If you answer and give me a different answer, you get a point. So there's five of them. Whoever uh, whoever wins, this is a thing. Okay. <coughs> I don't edit out my coughs either. I know that's unprofessional, but I don't. This is fucking punk rock, bro. We're not, you know? we're not here to be professionals. Bob. We're not. No, we're not. No, no, we're not. <laughs> Just not. No, no part of it. No, I'm having no, nothing to do with that. Um, if, if I win, if I get the most points in this little game, you have to send me a record that you think I'm going to absolutely love because you have turned me on to some pretty great stuff through the years. I'll tell, I'll say that. Yeah, you bet. Um, If you win, I have to send you a book. This is my thought anyways. You know, tell me if you want, if there's something else, I have to send you a book that I don't think you've ever read that I think you would love. That's great. Does that sound it. like a good, uh, a fair trade-off? A good, yeah, I like that. Okay, we, all right. We both win on that, Bob. We we, either win. way, we somebody <laughs> yeah. wins. I mean, yeah. there are no losers in this game. And that some people would call that socialism, and I'd say that's <laughs> fucking great, you know? I mean, what is he – I mean, I've been – every the last, like, three podcasts, that's something that sticks in my head constantly. It's like, why are so many people opposed to, like, some form of socialism? What what do you that's just a quick this is a very quick aside. Why do you think Sure. Why do you think some people are super opposed to? Do they think like what do they picture in their minds? Like they're they're gonna lose everything. It's like, no, you don't have no idea how much you would gain 
if you didn't have to pay for your own fucking medical insurance, right? I mean, yeah, is that a logical yeah, I thought? Mean, I, don't, I don't know. It's totally a logical thought. It, it's it's what's disarming is how vehemently people are protecting a, a miserable existence, myself included. You know, when you're thinking about like how much better life can be, and if you're thinking, hey, I can pool my resources with other people and we can get out of this, we don't have to do these things, then that's socialism. You right. know, like it's, in in it's essence, it is, isn't it? That's yes. It. It's all it is. Simple. You know? Very, very yeah. simple. And it's not pooling. You don't have to sell your house and give up your Tesla or whatever the fuck it is, you know, <laughs> no, to gain no, those things. No. All you have to do is pay like an extra five bucks a week or something out of your goddamn paycheck and you wouldn't have to pay $600 a month for medical insurance, you know? It, every, Bob, every time you drive down a road, every time you cross a bridge, every time you go to a library, every time somebody like gives blood and gets blood from that. That's socialist. It basically is. You know? No, it truly so, is. So that, like, and we're talking. We're, I'm not talking about the political construct of socialism, which you know the the USSR really did fuck over with Stalin. I'm right, just right, talking about right. shared resources, not as a political platform, but as a, a shared that we could earn. But how did you get to the point where you can earn it? How did you get to your job? You drove on a road. How did that road get made? Because we pulled our taxes together, and that road got made. There you go. Right. Very that simple kind of thing. Stuff. I no. mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Simple. I like simple. it. See, that's why you know that's why I've always appreciated talking to you because, uh, you know, you make more sense than you know, like at least fifty percent of the people that live in this <laughs> godforsaken country right now. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's a big yeah, it's, it's disheartening, though. It really is. It is. Like, but I didn't I, think we'd have these conversations this far along in a, in a society. But, yeah, I guess we have. You're, you're right. No, and that's the thing, isn't it, is that at this point in the, say, like the evolution of humankind, um, that there is still a conversation about things like by, by this point, we should this should be fucking Star Trek. You know, we should be <laughs> like right. in other galaxies. Right. I mean, or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, no, we can't. Because some asshole that lives in a, I, I, oh god, I'm not gonna okay. They, it's they just, just here uh, the redneck jokes were gonna come out and then no, you know, no, it's, I, a, it, it's it's the 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 event horizon for people always wanting to make more money has not been reached. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like never, that. There's yeah. never they can always want more. And if you if you say you can't have as much as you possibly conceive, then I'm putting limits on you, which is kind of like lottery thinking, you know. So very few people win the lottery, but it's so well protected and it's so much promoted, you know. Sure, it's, sure, it's, it's sure, that, sure, that, sure. Instead of like saying, "Hey, I can promise ten thousand people are going to benefit from this." Or you have a one in a million chance of benefit solely benefiting from this. That's what people are doing. It's a and se it's, selfish uh, factor. The selfish factor rears its yeah. ugly head, basically. And, and so. short, short sighted too. It's a short sighted selfishness yeah. because chances are good that no, you know, you, your sorry ass is not going to win the lottery or become a billionaire, no matter what genius idea you have. You know, so right. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay, where were we? Because now I'm like I, I lost the. That happens to me a lot in the podcast. You know, when I'm always going, talking about, like, I was talking about the Grand Canyon last week, and I started talking about some shit like, oh, you know, the, um, the fuck, you know, driving through Canada or something. Oh, be careful, because you might get free health care on your way through fucking Canada. You know, God for, forbid that happens to you. Shit. 
<laughs> you don't want to like be taken care of for any reason. <laughs> you know, God, damn. No. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, fl- uh, flip side. Yeah. Um, how did that? How did that all come to be? How did your time at Flipside start? Uh, <laughs> it was it was a low bar. Uh, I contacted them because I actually read fanzines, uh, liked punk through them, learned a lot about punk through reading about it, um, and uh, dropped them a line. And like six months later, they said, "Hey, uh, come over." So I went over, and they were startled that I showed up. Hmm. Uh, I showed up on time. And they go, hey, do you, have a, do you have a car or a truck? Because someone needs to go pick up the mail. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And uh, I showed up the next day, surprised them again, and just started picking up the mail. Oh, so yeah, like, that's oh, right. you were like a like shit worker, Todd, for a while, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I had a, I had a coffee roasting job that started at 4. I'd be done by 8. Or, sorry, done by do, – do an 8 or shift. Uh, be done by noon 1 and then work for flip side – for like you know five or six hours a day, and then I only lived like a couple blocks away from there. And yeah, then when you lived in you lived in Pasadena then, right? Wasn't that in Pasadena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right across. I actually ended up living like three doors down in a basement. Yes. With no light. Yes. Uh, for like three years, four years. With um, didn't you live with like several foreign exchange students or something like that at, at that point? E- yeah, yeah, there was uh there was several, yeah, several. Mhm. I never got to know him that well. No, they because kinda... there was a language barrier issue, I think, wasn't there? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> one one time I went up there and I was and I just had like a little cubby, you know, just to have like just a, just one small cabinet and it was empty. I'm like, "Hey, uh what happened?" And they're like, "Uh, oh, we're so sorry. We just got addicted to cleaning, and we just removed everything. We're sorry. We didn't know you had anything in there. <laughs> they threw all your like, shit out. Yeah, yeah. I was probably, and they were just so very nice about it. And they did. There was no malice in there. It's hard to be mad at them. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna put my name on this cabinet. Just don't clean that <laughs> just one. So you That'd know, cool. like, this is where I keep my <laughs> socks and underwear. You can't. Those are not trash. Okay. So it was like you know, like you know, at that time it was like tuna fish or something like that, just probably you know cheap stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, I mean, I I probably over that period of time had twenty roommates, and all I do is pay my check on time, and I would go in through the garage door, so I wouldn't even go through the front door. Uh, so you know, not a lot of time at home. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you were working. You know? Yeah, 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 doing the yeah. coffee thing. Because I remember, didn't you write? I think did you, eventually did you end up with a column for Flipside? Yeah, yeah, I did a column, and then just tons of like record reviews, live reviews, that kind of thing, and then started right. doing interviews pretty quickly after that too. Yeah, you seemed to like yeah. you kind of raced up the the you know the the maybe the very small ladder that was Flipside because it was really just you <laughs> and Al doing the stuff basically, well, right? Uh, there was Blaze James was in there too. He uh, he was he became more of a manager of bands. He like he was he was actually like at the Drive-In's manager at the time. Oh, because um, Flipside like, Records and they put that at the Drive-In yeah. record out and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Without Acrobatic Tenement. That's right. And That's so, right. Uh, yeah, it, it was it, it was just a lot of herding cats. A lot of people totally resented me because like how did this nobody come in and get get to this position? It's like. I seriously just showed up and did what I said I was going to do. That's it. I didn't push anybody out of the way. 
I mean, I you yeah, know, nobody I was really clamoring for that position for that. Nobody wanted that job, basically. No, right? no, because people wanted to get as much exposure with as as little work as possible. And not everybody, but a lot of people. But there, but, but yeah, like say the majority or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get so it. So I, I just, I kind of like, I didn't, I like, I've always worked really hard. So I was like, ah, oh, this is fine, and kind of taught like. Al taught me a little bit, but taught taught myself graphic design, taught myself like all, like how to interview people, how to transcribe, and all that stuff. And this is, and it, like it, it's it's booming there because there's like we're getting so much music. We're getting, I would say every time I check the mail, I probably check the mail three times a week. There was at least a hundred pieces of music in that. Holy in the, crap! The like just every single time. Wow. Just, just the volume was incredible. Flipside was big, you know, though. Any- I mean, Flipside was like the um, – uh, uh, it was one the biggest punk magazine in in the United States, I would say, other than MRR, really, at the yeah, time. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be MRR and Flipside were I – I couldn't tell you the exact numbers, but they were very, very close. They actually had the same distributor right before – I got there. They were was both on Mortem. Mortem. That's what I was going to say. That was Mortem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the big distributor then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much yeah. things have changed since then? That's yeah, It's insane, though, isn't it? It's a different world. Complete, not, completely not, different. Not, completely different. Very, very little overlaps from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a trip. I, You know, it's funny, just a super quick side note. I was reading about the history of comic books and how the distribution worked, how it started with, like, drugstores and um, – Oh God, you know, newsstands! I was like, I really struggled to find that word. Like, what were those things called? Where they used to sell newspapers? <laughs> oh, what a fucking concept, Dude. right? It's like, what was a fucking newspaper? Yeah. Um, and how they moved from that into like uh, distributorship, just straight to direct sellers and yada yada yada. But it reminded me of the music business or whatever music business. I hate I hate saying shit like that. You know, like it doesn't it sound well, pretentious. Oh, here in the well, there's music, music and then there's the music industry. There, the there industry, there you go, because it's the magazine side is isn't really music yeah. business, but it's part of the industry in a way. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the flip side was always like I couldn't wait for the new flip side to come out. You know, even all the way from when I was a little kid up until it it disappeared. So, the, speaking of that, wh- <laughs> when it, yeah. the death, uh, the death of flip side. So once it, I mean, I don't, I'm no, I really don't want to ask you about like how it went and all that stuff. But what after it went, how long was it between you know the end of Flipside and the beginning of Razor Cake? Three months. That was it. It was quick, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, we uh, Flipside ended in August of 2000, and Razor Cake's first issue came out. February 2001 took a call. It took a while to make the first issue. And it was also, we were struggling because we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, just, we were thinking about just releasing it as a website only. Right. I, uh, I remember talking to you about that a little bit back then. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I wasn't yeah. happy about it, but it was like, it's what it's the resource we have right now. We'll try to build it back up. But I was talking to Sean Carswell, good friend, and he was living in Florida and he's like, uh, if I will come out to California if you do a magazine, if you do a print magazine. Oh, okay. Not not just the web base, but not a, just an actual web. print magazine too. Right. And I'm like, 
okay because I need I need I need another brain and I need you know we need to I need to have somebody helping me with it because it's too too much of a big project to do by myself to do one guy yeah 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 that's yeah, a it's huge too much. huge undertaking yeah 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 so how did where uh, where did you know Sean from. I knew him from school, from from uh, Northern Arizona University. In oh, Flagstaff. he went. He, you guys went to the school at the same time, then, huh? Yeah, we went to probably one of the worst programs for writing, but an amazing group of people were at that school at that time. I'm still in contact with about ten people, all writers doing different things. Totally lucked out with other people who are going there. The program itself was really terrible, but. Was, I'm glad that we met there. The result, I mean, so, looking at reading what you've written and then reading also Sean like drinks for the drinks for the little guy. That was his first book, right? Yeah, yeah that, that yeah. was a fantastic book. I mean, I haven't read his new it's book so yet, but yeah, oh, it's an insanely good book. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I actually, when I, I thought about that, I'm like, you know, I should probably read that again because it's been almost close to 20 years, or, or all not quite, but close, anyways. It's really you know? close. Drink, drinks for little guy came out before issue number one of Razor Cake, so it's 19 years now, 19, 20 years. And that was the that's the Gorski Press side, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you do you know do you actually know the origin story for the name Gorski? No, I would love to hear it though. I would. That's and that is why we. <laughs> it's, it's so good. So. <laughs> Uh, apparently, okay. So uh, Sean grew up in um, in Cocoa Beach, Florida, which is really close to Cape Canaveral, where they do all the um, the astronaut launching and all the te- uh, the testing. And so, apparently, when um, Neil Armstrong was a kid, he had uh, like a not nice neighbor. And so, like, uh, he's playing catch with his friends. And uh, the ball goes under, the, goes into his neighbor's yard, goes into the neighbor's yard, and apparently, uh, his neighbor, Mister Gorski, oh. is uh, pleading with his wife for a blowjob, <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "When, when, when that, when the neighbor, when the neighbor kid gets on the moon, is when I'll give you a blowjob." <laughs> so Neil Armstrong hears this as a kid. So, and this is this is the part I, I I can completely verify, Bob. That sounds absolutely too incredible to be true. When Neil Armstrong is on the moon, he has he says something that makes no sense to the rest of the world, and he goes, "This one's for you." No shit, this and, one's for you. <laughs> no shit. Find the transcripts for that, and then to before he died, he never gave up. He never admitted to what he was talking about. No kidding. I had no idea. That, like, that's very, I, you know, all these years I thought you were just a dirty commie or something. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, people think it's Gorky. Yeah, uh, like Max and Gorky <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That's, a, that's great, man. Jeez. Like the depth of your, you know, of, of Todd, like just got a lot way deeper from you right there. That's, that's pretty fantastic, man. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first razor cake, well, the name razor cake. What is it? What what does it mean? Is it like something that looks sweet uh, on the outside but it'll bite you kind of thing, or what's 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 <laughs> what's that all about? Uh, well, people forget in two thousand two thousand one, domain names themselves were very could could be very expensive. So I know this for a fact is that. Al didn't own uh, Flipside.com, and some 
somebody bought just the name, just the right to use the name Flipside.com. Oh, sure. For like sure. half a for a half a million dollars. Holy shit! Like, people, are you serious? I'm Ted. The only reason I know that is one of my friends who was looking for a job got a job at Flipside.com and found out years later what happened. Wow! It's like a gambling oh, half a million. Like that's insane, man. Just for the name, nothing else. Oh so we were God. we were looking for names that we could use that weren't taken, that weren't squatted, and we went through so many. You know, there were like there like there. We could have named ourselves so many cooler things. We're like, oh, because remember, I was trying to get it as a website, too, and we wanted to just have everything consistent. Sure, sure, so, sure, sure. Yeah, you didn't want the print magazine so, to have a different name than the website. Like, that'd be right, ridiculous, right. you know? It would, it would confuse people even more. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. K- Katie, who is the wife of Danny, Danny helped us do the website. He's still... He's still Bless his heart. Still helps us out with it. Oh, I remember uh, them. I think I met him at Punk Rock Bowling or something when you yeah. first started. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skinny Dan and his wife, Katie. Skinny and Dan, Katie that's right. Up. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. Katie came up with the name Ra- Razor Cake. And we like, were like, yeah, that's non-offensive. It doesn't mean anything. You know, we tried to, we tried to like kind of story it up more, but it never stuck. And just like, yeah, it's fine. It does, It's like. It's 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 kind of like nonsensical, but we didn't want to have something that was like that would be offensive because if you're trying to like interview somebody who doesn't know you, like, hey, I'm with barbed wire asshole, hi, no Chomsky or whatever, <laughs> right? like, it's just not gonna work. Wait, do I want to be interviewed by these guys? They sound the pretty. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty, okay. You know. That makes sense. So we we tried to do it like that, and it's like you know you the tagline was like just not not good, but we're just. Yeah, and apparently in England it's like um, it's just the like kind of like the you know how we have like lather here for shaving. They have razor cake. Oh, like, uh, right. cake. okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, yeah. You know they're so confused. They call like trucks lorries and shit. I, I don't even know what yeah. they're talking about. But yeah, <laughs> do you know when we when we went to England and I came back to work after that, like you know in two thousand or whatever. This dude that I worked with. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they call, like, trailers, uh, horse boxes, and trucks are called lorries. Because remember when I worked at that truck parts place or whatever? And he was like, how in the hell are we supposed to know what those words mean? Like, well, fuck, you you don't live in England, bro. Like, you don't, what is it, what difference does it make, you know? (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Go fucking plug in your TV and turn on whatever bullshit news you want. I don't care what you think, sir. Yeah. yeah okay but so any yeah i okay so yeah. it's a it's like a I, that makes that's a, well here here's another good thing about england my favorite english uh word that we don't use is uh, for toilet paper is called shit roll so oh yeah that's nice. completely logical so it's a razor <laughs> cake well yeah it's a cake of soap that you use to lather and shit okay all right see they're actually they're ahead of us in a lot of ways i think so <laughs> right right um see, it's just more literal, it seems like. Yeah, you're right, right. Yeah, exactly, you exactly. Um, all right, so the razor cake, the beginning. Let's uh, let's talk a little m- bit more about you. Um, do you speaking of like England travel? Do you enjoy travel? Or are you more of a guy <laughs> that likes to kind of uh, lurk around yeah. the homestead kind of thing? Uh, I like it. it the razor cake's difficult. It's uh, it's nonstop been nonstop for like 18 years but i have been getting better at being able to take more time off so i'm actually uh 
My partner, Jennifer, it works for an international NGO dealing with toxics in the environment. And she does a great job of after she has a meeting, uh, she'll, she can stay uh, in the country or in a nearby country for a week or so afterwards. So in the last several years, I've been doing a lot of travel. We went to Spain. We went to Poland. Oh, um, good. Good for yeah, you. Been, good, good, good. It's been really good. Yeah. And I, I, I do enjoy travel. Uh, it's just I have to with everything else. I just have to be strategic about it. I'm boring. I have to budget stuff to make sure I, you know, and I have to budget my time, make sure everything's still going, going well with Razor Geek stuff too. But yeah, I, I do enjoy it. I okay, enjoy good. It. Okay, okay. Poland well, is awesome. I really enjoyed it. I bet. I've you know, some place I've always wanted to go. Personally, anywhere. It really, it, I think anywhere in uh, Eastern Europe is something that that you know, like we were kids in the '80s, right? I mean, and that was like behind the iron curtain kind of thing like oh yeah. you can't go there it's like kind of mysterious to in my mind at least it still has like an aura of mystery a little bit even though it's been opened up for years and years but yeah. i can imagine like it god that it's you know um everything i've seen or or heard there's so much history and it's such beautiful land all throughout all throughout europe i think really you know yeah uh, I, I we had a great time we we lucked out with weather we lucked out with uh just yeah, we just had a really good time. I mean, it, some on the surface is a real bummer because we went and visited Auschwitz, and we, you know, there, there's just a, a, but there was a really amazing Warsaw Museum too, talking about the resistance of Warsaw. Oh, uh, we the also, Warsaw Ghetto like rebellion yeah. or whatever, and the resistance. Yeah, that's amazing stuff, man. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, how, like, how, how even like the the resistance fighters were really were betrayed by the Soviets too, because the Soviets just wa were waiting for the resistance fighters to be kind of like extinguished by the Nazis, and they weren't. And ah, uh, shit, it's yeah, it, it's great. I mean, it's like it's it's totally sad. Poland's gotten screwed over so many times. Oh, big time! It's so. always like the little country between the big guys, basically, that just gets yeah, stomped on, you know. And so. it's so centrally located too that it was they were just crisscrossed. But the the thing that I did learn is that I'm half I I knew this before, and I'm half Polish, and the village that my grandfather was born in was completely dismantled brick by brick. And no longer exists. Holy and so God. a lot of, I don't, no, I don't know this for a fact, but a lot of the concentration camps in Poland were named after the 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 villages that they kind of took over, and the villages were disassembled and reassembled as concentration camps. Holy so, shit! No way! I had yeah. no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. So Auschwitz that. was actually a town, but then they just kind of like took the town apart, brick by brick. And then made you know this this massive massive concentration camp. Yeah, like factory of death, essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah. End, oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. That's important. To, I mean, I think that's you know you know me and like my interest in history, especially like of that era, how important it is to understand that so that we do not end up repeating that ever. You know, that's like always the fourth. This like you got to kind of get a grasp and understand like what happened then and how it happened and that you would hope would be uh, a way that it would not repeat itself, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's kind of seeing the philosophy um, underneath technology because I think technology gets us thinking, Oh, this is brand new. This is brand new. And part of it is, but how people are socially conditioned, socially, socially conditioned and psychologically conditioned to respond to things. We're seeing that play out in real time now yeah I mean, it's a, yeah it's it sure does seem that way it does, doesn't it jesus Christ. it's just so many things are overlapping and you can kind of like and that's what's so 
on on a lot of levels terrifying. It, it, yeah, Jesus, it, man, it is. It is. God damn it. You know, you brought up some like that's great stuff to talk, but man, you just you, you just yeah. bum, you yeah. bum me out. Thanks a lot. I'm and uh, well, I think this yeah. interview's over. Um, you know, I'll be. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Todd. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's move on to happier things. I actually have a pretty good. Um, happy thing to ask you about. Uh, oh, yeah. th- you know, I asked you about travel, like whether you like it or not, because really what I was kind of getting at is like, what's your favorite thing about where you live, about Los Angeles and the environs? Um, wh- what would you say is your favorite thing of kind of being like in the midst of so much stuff that's going on, so much just of everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, w- one thing. It's, it's just, it's kind of like, I live in a, I live in a wrinkly area. I live in a little kind of like a foothilly area in near, near downtown Los Angeles, like five miles away. It's just beautiful. Like it kind of, it actually reminds me of my grandparents' house in a lot of ways when they were in Camarillo. So hmm. over the past like, um, 10 years or so, uh, we've been, I've been able to kind of like start fruit trees and gardening and doing all that stuff. And it's we can do it year round, which is awesome, which is something that doesn't happen very many places. Um, Also, there's like I always go back to this one time where actually I was going to pick up an issue and they weren't ready. And so I just kind of like I was uh, driving through the San Gabriel Valley, just just killing some time. And I stopped at this grocery store and they had one of those uh, really long um, open freezers. And I couldn't figure out what what was it. And it was it was long. It's like probably like. 60 feet worth of something in there oh whoa and they were all all like gray balls that kind of look like bowling balls and i couldn't figure out what they were in a freezer these like in a freezer bowling ball shaped things okay okay yeah hopefully you're not Uh, gonna say meat i don't know maybe you are let's see where this goes well it is it's kind of meat armadillos (laughs) really in a freezer frozen armadillos yeah and what, I, what I is no the purpose of said armadillos? What do you do with I don't know, armadillos? but they sure had a lot of them, and it didn't seem like they were going to go to waste. So, so Okay, wait, okay. So my, my response for Los Angeles is people will say, oh, man, Los Angeles sucks because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say uh, it's really congested, yeah, there's a lot Tra- of people traffic, uh, right? Would be the people's, yep. would you say that's like the yep. number one complaint is traffic, traffic, yeah, traffic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, it's all true, but there's so many other things that are hidden that are so cool about it. I mean, there's like 300 ethnicities in this area that have sizable populations. So there's things that you can, I like, I feel like I can do a lot of like worldwide travel inside of Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're five minutes away from like basically what amounts to as a whole nother culture, a whole nother country. And in some ways, you know, like, yeah. Whatever it's if you any kind of food you want is like absolutely 10, 15 minutes away from your house, whatever, like right. It, and you get food from 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 a culture that it, that is like v- vibrant and they have enough of a population. So they're they have to be like they're serving food that that population itself enjoys. You know, it's not just like for, you know, California Americans. Sure, like some watered down version of that cuisine or however you want to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting kind of like the real deal. So yeah. yeah. So that that's fantastic and phenomenal. And also going back to the armadillos, 
it's the resources that Los Angeles can provide. So like three of our printers, we have outlasted three of our printers for Razor Cake. And if we were in another place in Los in, in, in the United States, the chances of us surviving that without moving to another place are very slim. So there's, there's an opportunity if you're looking for or know how to negotiate it. So ah. that's something we really like about Los Angeles. Also. Uh, like even uh, Jennifer and I went, we're like, yeah, we want to get uh, Jennifer wanted to get some some nice garden pots. So you go find you go to the fucking garden pot factory warehouse. Like where they actually and it's, make know, the stuff have, more or less, right? Yeah, it's and it's cheaper than what's you know like within a mile radius of here. It takes us twenty minutes to get there. You get you know here's a secret: best time to travel in Los Angeles is for Monday. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and so you go buy it, you get home, you're done. And also, I also work at home. I work in the basement of my house. I don't have to worry about traffic. I mean, I I still go out. I try to go against traffic. And the other thing I do, and it's not, I don't recommend this for other people. I ride my bike most of the time. So I like, I know a, a different mapping of Los Angeles and I know a lot of like, you know, ways of stitching it all together because I cycle all the time. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Then rather than it's like dangerous. the driving way. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous as shit, right? Main streets. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just, well, the more, the more pride. I, we were i don't know we were in santa monica a few months ago and i was really i was pleasantly surprised by how many people were riding bikes to get to where they were going like like wow like that all right like i that made me think like oh i like i wouldn't mind living here if i could ride a bike anywhere i wanted to go you know that's pretty cool yeah, yeah it, it it like los angeles has a lot to do has a lot more improvements with bicycles yeah, they uh, still doable, you know, and I feel bad for. Yeah, it's just it's just they, they there's a lot more to do, but at least I mean, I it's I still can do it. And I, and I have a certain like uh, I have a certain aptitude because I've been doing it for so long, you know, but it's no matter how well you ride, there always can be somebody that smashes into you. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what. Yeah. No matter how careful you are. That's well, it's the same could be said for like driving a car too. you can be the best driver in the world. And yeah, absolutely. Somebody yeah. could not be paying attention. And boom. So um, speaking of L.A., I, this this might be a question you may or may not have an answer for, but I wanted to ask it because it, this is a mutual friend of ours, um, Joe Dana. Um, mm-hmm. hi, hi, Joe Dana, if you're listening, by the hi, way. Joe. Uh, it's not live. I don't know why the fuck I just said hi to him. This isn't like it's live. <laughs> hey, you know, everybody, uh, uh, Joe Dana out there. It's uh, Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Uh, Joe Dana is uh, uh, a man without equal in my mind. You know, I, I saw him at the last punk rock bowling, and I didn't bother to go say hi to him because he was entertaining a troop of about, I don't know, five or six people at the pool, and he was fucking wasted. And I go, <laughs> you know what? If I go say hi to Joe right now, he's not even going to know who I am. So I'm going to move on. Do you have, I, I always run into Joe like at random times, like in kind of random places. Right. And I get yeah. so happy when I see him, but do you have a favorite quote or some, something that Joe has said to you at some point that stuck with you? And you're like, that's fuck. That's like the best thing I've ever heard. Does that, is that anything that you, you could say has happened to you or. 
Does that uh, take does that take some thought? I mean, it, you know, I have a yeah, great one, by the way. I'm just yeah, I want to see what you have to say. Yeah, you know, I, actually, Joe and Jack are drinking beer and listening to records, Razor Cake Night, for years now. So I see Joe when he's just kind of starting off his day a lot, which is you know five five p.m. on a weekend. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, right. I, I really right. appreciate Joe's uh, zest for life. I'm kind of like, I mean, actually a little bit in awe of it. Um, yeah, he does. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude knows how to live. That, I, I yeah, would never argue celebrate. that. Yeah, yeah. So. The, um, uh, but give me your, did you, did you, oh man, I kind of lost the audio, like dropped out a little bit. Did you have something that he said to you that like stuck with you or, or no, then I'm not that you can think of. No, you don't. Oh, damn. Okay, uh, that wasn't in the game, by the way. So, anyways, um, okay, <laughs> we were we were at the Redwood one night, and it was a Sunday, right? And it's like, you know, that's one thing that I kind of don't like about LA in some ways is they had like a day show that ended at eight, and then the next show didn't start till like ten, and I was like, oh fucking hey, it's Sunday uh, night, dude. Like, not everybody, no one's gonna come to this show, you know, or whatever. Just- but Joe rolls in at midnight or so and walked up to me and, and goes, Bob, I'm such a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and I go, Joe, like, why? Why? Is it because you're wasted on a Sunday night and you have to go to work tomorrow? Would that have any? Oh, I've been drinking all day and like this. And then he bought me a beer and we got even more drunk. So that was good. That's my favorite Joe Dana moment of, of recent memory. Anyway, that was like two or three years ago, but, but he made it. I go, are you going to make it to where he goes? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be at work tomorrow. Good for you. Like you're, you're a trooper, dude. Uh, so I, I just don't have the stamina. For I don't just... either. Oh no, 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 no. I can't. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. Not anymore. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm almost fifty. I'm going to be fifty this year, and I can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, yeah. Come close to that. Yeah. So. No. I can barely get out of bed without like having coffee before I get out of bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's almost yeah, like absolutely. I want a bedside coffee pot. Like, fuck. I can't. I can't make it downstairs, <laughs> man. I'm too fucking tired. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, so uh, going back to Razor Cake a little bit, what yeah, what's your favorite part of doing Razor Cake? What's what's the best thing about all this like work that you put into this magazine? Obviously, it's 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 huge. But what what's your favorite part about doing it? What what do you like the most? Uh, that's a tough question. That is a tough. That yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. I at the end at the end of everything, I'm so pleased. That's still well, um, and I don't feel like I've wasted my life. You know, it's, been, it's like eighteen some years, and I, it's been, uh, it's, it's it lasted. I mean, I hoped it would last a long time. Um, You're doing I mean, pretty good so far. I mean, that's a long run, dude. That's that's a pretty serious run for anything, really. So. I'll tell I'll tell you this like my okay so we're we're putting issue 112 together my go, my baseline goal is to hit 121 because then we will have lasted longer than flip ah okay okay all right all right I see that's good yeah 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 all right so like that that's great I mean and like I've just met so many people 
and I've learned so many like how to do things and just kind of like both both like life skills and like just having friendships for long periods of time. I can imagine, yeah, uh, you've met a lot of people that you've become friends with through the magazine too. So. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, and it's good. Like there's there's people that I actually reconnect with after a long time, or and I'm intensely loyal with people too. So it's like following their trajectories as musicians. If a, if a band breaks up, uh, the, you know their other their, the project afterward, and also I just think I'm just like, I think that people know that. Hey, we're going to do an interview. We'll talk about stuff. And then, hey, we're friends. And those things don't really overlap. Like, I'm not, no one, you know, no, people feel pretty secure that I'm not going to, like, try to get them or anything. Or I don't know. Just, just like, people feel, like, um, confident in what I can do. Sure, like, sure, that sure. That, that, I mean, it's it like that you have, um, pure motivation like your motivation is simply like your love for kind of what you're doing and the music and everything right. else it's right. not you don't have ul ulterior motives i don't i don't think i've never gotten that impression from you ever you I, know? i'd so. be i'd be really dumb if i did at this point i should i should have pulled the trigger a long time ago <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little late to the game for that i think yeah yeah, yeah. you know what though you could be playing a long game um, I could be. I you could, could be. be yeah. You could be sitting be over there on the other side here, wringing your hands, saying, "Just wait. When I get my hands on those tilt wheel tapes, I'm gonna put that record out and make a billion. Yeah, well, fuck that chance, pal. Yeah. You make about twenty so, fucking yeah. dollars for that shit. Trust me. So, yeah. Good luck. If you can do it, more but, power to you. But yeah, good luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but it was a. Uh, like I, I have to, I also have to say that like I have to give total props to Daryl Gusson, who has been working with me for quite a while now. Is a marriage and, material, Daryl. Yeah, marriage Daryl's material. Daryl's rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Daryl. Daryl's yeah, yeah, yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he figured out some things that I couldn't figure out myself, and stronger because of it. So it's like. Those are the things that are making me really happy and that we can, you know, provide for ourselves very modestly and we can continue doing this. And like, yeah, we don't like I mean, the sellout stuff gets a little heavy handed, but it's like we don't take any major label advertisers or any major advertising at all. Right. Right. Same thing with 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 bands. And we've really like we don't witch hunt people. And it gets and it gets weird because you know some bands go on that we really like going to major labels or you know do do other things and still being friends with them but not being able to cover them those types of things. You know, how how often how how often has that happened in the history of the magazine? I mean that's a that's a big question actually. Like, like a hand like a, a good a conspicuous handful. That's what I was going to say. Know? I don't think that's like an overwhelming number, like a huge number. No, you know, no, so. no, no. It's not like you didn't yeah. – I mean, because you didn't come in during, like – the Razor Cake itself didn't start during, like, the feeding frenzy of the 90s when no. every punk band in the world was trying to get signed and did get signed. And, like, the sellout thing was just getting thrown around like, you know, whatever. I, I mean, it was it was out of hand how many bands were signing the majors. And then, you know, I mean, Jawbreaker, there's an example, I guess, yeah. you know. No fault of them, I think that – the dear you record's beautiful i don't know what's uh, do you do you think dear you i don't think it's their best stuff for sure no and also yeah uh, we'll go into the weeds for a second is that 
you listen to Dear You as opposed to 24-Hour Revenge Therapy, and you 24-Hour Revenge Therapy, you hear it as a band. And Dear You sounds like Blake, Blake all Blake's levels are shot up, and it's kind of like singer-songwritery stuff. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. not exactly. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you're on to something with but that, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's with the mixing and mastering and all those decisions that go into putting that so they can get, you know, get radio friendly hit type of thing. Even yeah, even if it's part yeah. of the you know, it may not be as conspicuous as that. And then also a lot of I mean, I remember this firsthand, a lot of the energy behind Jawbreaker and people investing in Jawbreaker was like, we are against this major machinery. And so when that changes, then that that sends like cognitive dissonance to me. You know, sure. I'm just a guy sure, that sure. just writes about music and stuff like that. So, I, like, I have like I have no personal investment in as MS people or anything like that, and you can make your own decisions. But that's that. I mean, it became a signifier for me for Razor Cake is that we can make these arguments, but we have to long term walk the walk. You know, we have to be able to treat people fairly, get things out on time. And provide an alternative, and an alternative meaning like you have to you have to eat a lot of shit every day. You will, you know, you have to do a lot of hard work, and you probably won't get recognized for it. Right, for and without so. much reward other than the satisfaction of the, like sticking true to yourself and and right, like a, a almost like the whole thing, you know, like being a farmer and raising your own crops or whatever, like almost a similar right. reward, like the fruits of your labors, you know, so. And while maintaining the, uh, that integrity that's kind of been a part of your uh, whole persona or whatever kind of makes you and Razor Cake what it is, really, you stuck to that. That's pretty right. – that's impressive. That that was my next question. It, it really, um, do you get a ton of submissions from people and bands and stuff that you're just like, oh, no, no, we're not going to run this. No, no. Like – I. Uh, like- a review or no 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 like a submission say um yeah i mean you know maybe a little of everything like uh music or somebody writing you saying hey i want to do a column and say oh okay well wh what do you want to talk about well here's a picture of me wearing a maga hat like oh fuck me you know i don't want to <laughs> no we don't want you in, in here. Uh, well it's there there's okay so like n now is different so different than when we started off with because we have we there's a lot of referrals, you know, somebody who has been writing for us for a while says, Hey, I have a friend that does X, Y, or Z is a comic artist or is a writer. Can you look at their stuff? And we do kind of, we feel people out uh, a lot too. Um, because kind of do look into what they're all about before you would even, um, engage right. with them more or less and, and right. give or the idea that be... there's an interest there for them to work with you kind of thing. Yeah, and it's seeing what their motivations is, and a lot of this is kind of like subtext too. It's like, uh, do you like punk in the great, in the largest umbrella possible? Like, do you like DIY punk? Are you conversant in it? Even if you're not talking about it, can you transpose those values onto something else? You know, that type of thing. It makes hmm. makes it very interesting to me. Um, so I, and it's also we're at a point where I think the core columnists are happy with the, the situation where they're published every two months. We're distributed internationally. We have a, a good editing process or comfortable with it. I'm happy with their, with their work. Sure. They're sure. not going any, you know, our, our, 
are the rate of people wanting to leave, and it happens naturally, is pretty low. It does seem have, well, like you have low turnover rates for people that that do things for you, columns, comics, uh, however you want to say it, reviews. Yeah. Like, you have a pretty solid core of people that have been there a long time, and when people come on board, they seem to stick around for a really long time too. So yeah, there's and, and it, the, we have you run a, a tight I ship, mean, Todd Taylor. That's what I'm trying to get. You know, we do Captain like we Todd, just like. You know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. So yeah, it's a uh, it's we th- there are people that try to come in or try to. Yeah, I mean we 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 do accept open submissions. We do have an open submission policy, uh, but. Yeah, we're we're pretty rigorous. There's people that you're just like, I don't know why you sent this to us, or, um, you know, yeah. I, the, one weird recurring theme is that people will talk down to Razor Cake, and uh, pass it off as humor. I'm like, ah, yeah, no, no, thanks. That's that's not a good idea. Really? Uh, yeah, really? yeah, that happened, happened a couple weeks ago. Like, what's in like it? That, g- yeah. Give me an example. I mean, how 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 did it play out? What kind of what kind of went down with that? Oh, since Max went went down, uh, you guys are my second best choice. You guys have been really cool to me in reviews, um, and then basically backhanding us all the way through, saying, "Oh, you know, I just found you guys because I read all your issues online for free." Um, okay. And Max from Rock and Roll should be better organized, but they're not. But they're better than you guys are. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so oh, we want to work with you real bad like yeah that, that sounds great yes you want the first you want the pole position for the columnist that's great yeah, yeah right yeah. there let's put you in for in the very front let's run actually why don't we do front and back cover with your face right right because you're yeah. obviously an important person that jesus <laughs> christ man so like, that's like a hell that. of a way to start off any kind of relationship with anybody like oh uh, yeah you're well, second best but i'll i want yeah man i'll, I'll think about doing stuff with you yeah I, that's a short relationship, Bob. It's me saying no. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, not later. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Find somebody uh, who has no self-esteem to be able to. <laughs> right, right. Piece of shit. Like, go away. Gosh. Yeah. All right. So then let's. Uh, the focus of Razor Cake, obviously, is really music. I mean, and DIY punk rock in general. I say, would that be, is that a safe thing to say, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I say we open up the culture as much as we can, but still have a have a tangent point with punk. It kind of the core, times. the core of it, more or less, is yeah. that. Yeah. Otherwise, we lose our focus. Otherwise, we lose our identity. Right, right, yeah. and that's good. No, because you it, that that more or less keeps it grounded in like the thing that everybody that has anything to do with it kind of has in common in some ways. Would right. you say that's kind of true in a way? Oh, absolutely. Cool. It's great because I'll have like. I'll have a person that, you know, they love grindcore, and then I have somebody who really loves the Go-Go's, but then when they come together and we'll have, a like, a meeting or whatever, or just a party, they'll get along because they're good people who love music. Sure, it just sure, like sure, 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 sure. That's it. That's awesome. So then we we don't have the same conversation over and over and over again, and it's right, always about like the same because, 20 bands or whatever. Like, there's always right, something right, kind of going right. on. Yeah. It's a big kind of like, like you're saying about L.A., it's kind of like a melting pot of ideas in a way right. instead of cultures or Absolutely. whatever. So, And we, we do, like, we, we weren't, we didn't aggressively put it out there. But since day one, extremely diverse. We're in East L.A. We're intentionally in East L.A. And right now we have the largest body of interviews from bands from East punk rock bands from East LA. And, and a lot of that's attributed to Jimmy Alvarado, who's done a lion's share of them. And I've done some with him also. 
Um, but doing and having many people of color, lots of women. We now have uh, we have several uh, trans staff members. Um, and if they want to talk about their their specific situations, they're more than welcome to. And if they just want to be reviewers or columnists and talk about pop punk, they're more than welcome to do that. Too. So be it. Like, you know, it's what, like what? Sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, the, the there's the inclusiveness of Razor Cake is something, especially these days, that I'm super, super stoked about. It's like good because there's not a lot. I mean, there's it's getting to be a more common thing, but it seems like a, a a place where that inclusiveness is like that's just part of the deal like you know there's no yeah there's no uh pushing anybody out it's very 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 inclusive which is awesome like it's so yeah. it's so refreshing honestly you know <laughs> and we we just thread it with everything that we do and like i i have all these like so many conversations going at all the time uh and we try to like and that and that's where other people weed themselves out if they're gonna if they're going to be assholes about it, if they're going to be willfully ignorant about something that we call them on, uh, then they're gone. Sure. You know, we, sure. Like, it's just not, not a place for that. No. Like, I think no. if we open it up to as many possible experiences as possible, but through the filter of punk, then we've got something really special. And then we're not, re then we're not repeating things over and over again. Like my experiences are much more different than say Donna Ramone's experiences. And I think that there's m so much more room for more people, you know, like, and that's great. That, that, like, it doesn't feel like it's a cul-de-sac. It feels like it's always constantly expanding. More of it's actually more of like a highway, you know, to be honest, yeah. well, like you're saying yeah. about Donna, yeah. like, yeah, her, your experiences as like basically a Caucasian male versus hers right. as like, a, a woman of Middle Eastern descent or whatever, however, you yeah. know, if, if that's an okay thing to say, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. like she has a complete and her columns are rad. Like I love reading her columns because it always makes you think like, Jesus Christ, like I have had it so fucking easy, you know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, the, when anybody says, I mean, just to slight, this isn't really a detour at all, but like about like white privilege is like, if you look at things through somebody else's perspective where I think she did a column where she was talking about getting harassed at school or something like that for, you know, just for who she was, the, the color of her skin or, you know, Muslim right. this or Muslim that. And it's like, we've never had that shit. You know, we'll have our, the worst thing we get is these Nazi assholes are come up to us and say, like, start saying some bullshit prejudice thing, thinking that we're going to agree with them because we're also white. And it's like, yeah, that's we definitely right, right. have not experienced bad stuff nearly as much as some people, and I it like it's telling in a way. You know, it, my favorite thing to do because I deal with so many people that are like diehard conservative and pre fairly racist at work, like customers and stuff. See me, oh, white guy in an auto shop. You know, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> right, I'm right. gonna talk to him about how much you know I think you know the people from Mexico need to go back there. Hey, you know what? Well, well, we'll build that wall. I say, well, but you don't fucking not not on my watch. You're not going to build that fucking thing. You know, fuck you. Like, and I'll just it, there's it, it. It's a great feeling to shut somebody down who comes at you with some racist bullshit, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. I always like during the Obama years. Like, oh, I can't wait till we get rid of him. I was like, fuck, I'd vote for him for another term if I could. You know, no, you can't. Oh, God yeah. damn it. You know, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's the only, I get joy out of that. I get a great yeah. amount of joy yeah. out of that. Um, but, 
But yeah, but like having a Bahrainian woman who I super appreciate and is a good friend of mine. And if she wants to talk about serial killers, I'm not like, hey, Donna, we got to we gotta keep on doing with the Muslim stuff. You got to you got to keep on doing it. That's where I think we're like we totally excel. Uh, like, you shine. There. Com- yeah, yeah, yeah. You let you give your columnists free reign. And what ends up happening is they write about rad stuff like they're not. Yeah, that doesn't that 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 definitely uh, kind of nixes any kind of boredom or tedium like it, through what you're doing, you know, because it's not the same thing every single time. There's always right. something right. kind of new and cool coming in, it seems like so. Yeah, and I can't predict it either. There, there, I mean, once in a while we'll do like a themed issue. Very, very. We did one on mental health. We did one on trans punks, but otherwise, it's like I'm I'm super interested in what they're going to come up with, you know. And it's and it's invigorating to me because I enjoy them as people and as writers, and I get. Oh. It's, it's it's a it's a great feeling and i'm hoping that people who don't know anything about anybody involved with it can pick it up and pick pick up like oh wow they're doing something that's exciting and and relevant to today to in, in 2019 and it's still talking to me about this subculture that i may not know a lot about but it, it seems like a i have a, a way to get into this thing kind of you know, kind of like, like an an open door. Th- uh, opens a door for somebody to get into something they may not otherwise get into it's as like a gateway drug in a sense right like right razor right. cake was the gateway drug too awesome that you should trademark <laughs> that that i just did that for you so yeah Thank you. I know. you're welcome anyways you knew you were gonna get something out of this interview and if that yeah, was all you you're gonna get then yeah, uh, great okay <laughs> so what, what would you say awesome. the state of like <laughs> the state of punk rock today pretty awesome you think pretty awesome it's i think so awesome. i think uh, so got better than ever yeah. would you say i mean it's really it's pretty pretty much the spectrum is broader than it's ever been there's so much going on still you know yeah no there it, undoubtedly undoubtedly there there's some amazingly exciting think you dropped out oh crap hey you there bob yeah i'm here i'm here i'm here oh we lost each other okay. for a second okay we're back we're back all right i'm yeah, gonna have to it, edit uh, like a little the, song into that part oh there's a song awesome okay, Yay. okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> is the, the, here here's my here's my only wish is that when the internet was getting its its feet that there would be a way that some jackass didn't convert like how it how it is now with like hey you just put out a fucking awesome record you know and you want a lot of people to hear it and it would be great if people could buy it directly from you and you could make a profit off of that to make your next record and i think the closest thing to that right now is bandcamp but it's still a very far from a perfect way of doing it sure i think that if sure. people who are making making great music could be supported or augmented a lot more because they're doing it and so they could go on tour and do other things and that would be a big success but the quality and the diversity of music thin punk yeah it's 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 i wrote a top five every two months and i'm i'm always like weeding things out that are yeah they're good but this you know 
you know, this stuff's great. I'm going to just list that. It's great. You know, would you say, I it's mean, it's kind of like a constant, like, there's a constant flow of new great stuff, like, all the time. It, it seems like to me, you know. Yeah. I Like, and, I asked you, uh, what are and, three and bands that you, you are your current favorites in those three you gave me? I started listening. I was like, holy crap. I knew Black Dots or whatever, but I was like, holy crap. Like, I never <laughs> yeah, paid much yeah. attention to these. Other, and this is awesome. Like, that's what I love that. that you're they're like constantly being introduced and not just um, y- y- through Razor Keg, especially like what's that? The band from Australia, Ammo and the Sniffers. Oh, yeah. There's fucking dynamite. Like, that's, yeah. that's insane. Like, <laughs> besides having the best haircuts in punk rock. Oh, think, yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty. Yeah, well, like with Ammo and the Sniffers, it was it was this. It was like I contacted them through Bandcamp. I know that they double checked on me. Um, because we've interviewed other bands from Melbourne, actually, and so yeah, they're from Australia, right? Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, they're from yeah. Australia. So, like, uh, that I, I think I think that they talked to Becky uh, Young, who is in um, Eddie Current Suppression Ring and Total Control, and so for one or two email exchanges, a backyard on time, willing to talk and fucking hilarious oh. <laughs> like that's that's a win for both that is it's great you know and they were they were couldn't have been more gracious you know and really cool and you know i don't know so that's like that's something that would be hard to do like 10 years ago just having that being up like that that that, that level of communication so people can you know figure things out and logisticate and get it together oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's so ridiculously easy now like What's the next step? Then is the next step like teleportation? I hope. Like, hey, this band's rad. Oh, I'm just gonna I would love the teleport and see them in their hometown yeah. tonight and have the best time of my life. So, yeah. that is actually. I I wish. You know how easy touring would be if you could teleport. I would fucking tour. I I don't really. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of touring really, just because of the tedium of like the drives and then sleeping on somebody's couch and oh my back. I'm too old for that shit. But if you could teleport, I'd fuck. I'd tour like. Every night of the year. Oh fuck! I'll teleport there. Let's play. That that, that might things might get a little a uh, little too overwhelming then because there'd be too much going on left and right. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it'd be awesome. Yeah, it could so, be. Could, um, that's not a very realistic thought. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> now, but yeah, I I think there, I think there's so like there are. It's weird. It seems like there's more opportunities in punk than there were even five years ago. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. it's more atomized. And trying to find things I mean, I'm in I'm I'm really in a privileged position where so many things come to us. A lot comes the, your way, sure, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think you, you've bag. always been like having an avid like um searcher also for rad things right. too. Right. Yeah, because we, we try to I like I don't like being you know, some people go, Oh, you're just locked into punk. It's what I love. So, but there's a big spectrum. There's a there's a big difference between a lot of different bands, and I just don't like going. Okay, I really like you know, I mean, it, I can be in like a hardcore phase for a while, but then I'll go into something else, you know. And then there's there's just so many different interpretations and so many ways that are people punk right now. Sure, totally there's a lot expensive. of layers, a lot of different like. T- yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's a, it's a, it's a really varied um field and genre i guess you could say you know it's like yeah it's kind of mind-blowing really that there's so many many different types 
of bands all within the same spectrum under the umbrella of like punk or whatever you know unlike a lot of like country you know there's one version yeah. of so that it's, it's pretty much shitty but I, that's my thought um but I, <laughs> there's some I, maybe there's no, i like like outlaw country you know I, but anything made past like 1990 is oh, this yeah. hello yeah yeah well, quick question. Uh, I, I lost you there for a second, Bob. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I was saying uh, yeah. about country music, like anything made past like 1990s. Not, no, I don't think it's too great. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not. It's it's pretty bad for the mainstream stuff. I mean, I think maybe the little guys that are doing it are just like the DIY punk scene. You know, they got heart and character, and maybe they never make it. But you know, there's that's got to be some out there like that. I would think. You know, um, that yeah. being said, like what what is there? a band that you love to death that the majority of people within like your peer group just hate that like love to talk shit about. Oh, like, you know, for me, it's green day is a band. I like love green day. I love the shit out of green. I don't care. Yeah. 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 They signed a major label. That's fine. I don't listen to green day. It doesn't make me a sellout. You know what I mean? I love that. Is there a band like that for you? Would you say? Oh boy. That's kind I of a that's a tough so. question, isn't it? That's kind of tough. Yeah, because yeah. we know a lot of nice um, people, and the thing is, nobody really gives me shit about liking Green Day. And if they did, I wouldn't be their friend. You know, like man, Bob, I, you know, you need to cut that fucking Green Day shit out, you moron. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I want to hang out with you all the time. You're great. But that's what I mean. Even like jokingly, somebody's like, "Oh, Todd, him and his, you know, I don't know." Uh, you know, uh, mission to Burma or whatever. Ha ha. Great. Man. <laughs> well, like, it, it's actually like no one, no one I personally knew has ever done that to me. Hmm. But uh, there, there's been times when we kind of like we were poking the hive at uh, punk news, um, for being shitty, um, and their response was. Hey, at least we're not promoting Tilt Wheel in every issue. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, shit just got real. Um, <laughs> well, let me write some of this down. But punk news. All right, well, I might have to drop by their offices soon and have a little chat with them. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like people got bent with, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the three-part Tilt Wheel interview i uh, heard something have... about that it's like oh you tilt wheel must do, do something great for you give a good back rub or something todd great you know i, I don't know uh, we, just... we, no one misses gorski you on this one and there's also like no like it's called a fanzine you know it's like we're allowed to do things that don't really make sense beyond fandom you know so once in a while i'll do that you have free and reign then, to do whatever you want, and that's the consequences yeah, be damned. Yeah. Unless if you do something lame, which I, I or I whatever, that's such an open to interpretation state. Unless if you do something lame, well, what is that? That's a different thing. <laughs> but, that, that was the stupidest thing I've said so far. Um, but <laughs> that's so open like, to interpretation. I, some people, you know? some people did say that they stopped reading Razor Cake because one issue we reviewed Dillinger Force Civil War like twenty times. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Oh, you got different perspectives on it. I mean, come on. Not everybody liked it. (laughs) No, well, I mean, that's the thing about doing anything yourself is not everybody's going to like what you do or approve of it, but who cares? You're doing your thing, and if you're happy doing it, then cool, you know, whatever. So You get to do your own format once in a while. Sure. So it's like we're doing, you know, like those are the, yeah, that's where my people 
put, come put into question my fandom, but they're not my, you know, they're not my friends. That's just kind of like shit we get back because we do something different. Uh, right. You know? Right. Sure. 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 You're going to get feedback. Yeah. yeah you're going to get, no matter what you do, you're going to get positive and negative sure. feedback. I mean, um, speaking of that, who, who in your mind is for you personally, like the most influential kind of biggest deal band, um, in your life, in your experience, excuse me, I had to burp, um, in the whole, like, within, the, say, the DIY punk thing, like, who do you think over the last 20 years is, like, kind of the biggest deal in some ways for you personally, would you say? Oh, for me personally? Yeah, 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 yeah. For me personally, it would be Dillinger 4. It would be, like, I, I, like, I think they influenced me the most, even as a writer, as a listener, as a fan. Uh, through music and lo- words, I mean, because the lyrics are pretty. Yeah, pretty the lyrics, amazing. and also just being over the years, being able to hang out with those guys, um, just have so much admiration, you know. Sure, like it just, sure. Best yeah, song. I would that, say that's the uh, Midwestern best song. Time, Honey, I shit the hot tub. Is that the, is that the correct song title for that one? Or yes, it's Honey, I shit the hot tub. Thank you. That's the best song title of all time. I yeah, think. I think that's it's so it's so good. Uh, and like it was, that was at a time too, where I, I like wanted to interview them. I got to go on there, uh, like a, a part of a West coast tour with them, hung out with them, all that stuff. And it was, yeah, it was super informative. It was, and it was, I'm so pleased I could do that. You know, was that, so, the, yeah, was that when they played at fuck yeah fest in silver Lake or whatever that West coast tour? Oh, uh, that, that was a different time, but yeah, that was that. I, I, you know, I, I toured with, I was on the tour with them when they, they, God, they played with like very, very beginning Lawrence Arms and Golita. Oh, uh, okay. With them most of the time. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And, and like, and, you know, and more locally, Toys That Kill would be in that list too. Again, yeah. just like, yeah. Liking they, those, they are a big deal. I mean, I don't like people. You themselves how like todd is a force of nature also doing with recess and just being a prolific songwriter and all that stuff yeah kind of everything yeah. the dude touches is pretty like awesome more or less i yeah. would say so uh, and we're, we're listening to and like it's, it's like an entire body of work yeah I, and it's hard for one thing that's hard for me to gauge is how big or small something is really you know, I to to certain degrees. You know, I, I understand Green Day is pretty big, is very big, and then, but I don't know about you know bands that I really like. I really there's a band like I really like called the Red Dons, and I don't think they're really well known, but I think they're they're big to me. You know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a matter of perspective in a way, isn't it? Like how yeah. big they are in your heart and your mind or whatever. So. Right. Yeah. And, and I really I like another thing, and I I just am not in the public uh, social media sphere i'm just not a, i don't have a bearing on that and that's how a lot of people get their information or you know er, all that stuff has metrics to it so how many oh, likes wait, do you have? that's big time that's yeah. one thing i was going to ask you about i mean earlier and i kind of skipped it because i was like well that's kind of not the way the conversation was going or whatever but why why no social media for you is there a particular reason or are you just kind of like eh, whatever i don't really want to do it kind of thing. uh well, a, cu- a couple of things like growing up i re- video games made me really anxious i couldn't play them very well uh and so like when social media came out it's like oh i get to spend more time on a computer i don't really like that and the times that i kind of like stuck my toe into it 
people were so very mean to me. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing this. Like I just don't. This doesn't give me any pleasure. And I, I'm like, I'm really hardwired. I really like sitting down and reading books. I really like sitting down and listening to like physical records, vinyl records. Uh, that's just how I am. And I think it was detrimental to Razor Cake in the early years because we didn't have any social media presence whatsoever. Um, and now we have a social media director, Dana. She's phenomenal. She does a great job. She she kind of like decrypts things for me and tells me, hey, you know, this is why you should do these things as an organization or, you know, um, what are you comfortable with? And so sure. like – yeah, so that's cool. I like there's a picture like I got to go to the uh, Discord house uh, with Jennifer and hang out with Ian McKay. We got a picture taken together. That was awesome. Oh, was that's super great. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so stuff like that. that you know, that it, it, my thinking is, it, would I share it with people that would really like it and my family? Would they know who this is? And that happens like once every six months. You know, sure, it's not like sure, sure. Ah, shit I ate today kind of looks like the shit I ate yesterday. No big deal. <laughs> 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 oh, guess what? Here's a picture of the same beach I've been to 50 times in the last two months. Okay. Right, right. Great. And, and more, more power pe to people, but it's just not it's just not my thing, you know? That's good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. That makes more sense. You, you, are, you are kind of an analog guy in a digital world in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. But you definitely, you're, you, you've stuck your, your, you're about maybe ankle deep in digital, and but still like, heart and mind and analog which it, it, in a way i think that's kind of the opinion i have of you like with records and books and your way of doing things and that's fucking great man i i envy your lack of a social media presence because i i i stopped all my personal stuff more or less and now just do podcast crap and it's fucking tedious man i'm like god damn it i wish i had enough money that i could hire somebody to do it can you do this for me because i don't i'm tired of this shit you know yeah, because every time you go no, on, you're like, "Oh, there's this story in the news about like the world literally like coming apart at the seams." And oh, and here's some guy in the background going, "Yay! I can't wait till it blows up." You know, <laughs> right? Well, right, fuck that. Right. How's that? That's like how's that? Yeah, that'll ruin your day real quick, won't it? You know, <laughs> like I have to share the planet with people that are stoked on these kind of things. Oh god, damn it! I I just I also just grew up in a world with consequence. You know, so like sure consequences off, for the things you say, right? Like yeah, if you popped off, someone's gonna say, "Uh, you need to check yourself right. or ha have a dialogue." That's that's a, to me for me that's out the window. Like and so I can it is unplug it is. It and have it conversations with people face to face on a smaller scale, which I do all the time, and I'm fine. Right, you know, it, it, like I don't think it's I'm a much better way of getting to actually know people too is face to face yeah. or. Even on the phone or whatever, it versus Long, yeah. a social Long media conversations. conversation. So, sure, yeah. I think you're much yeah. more real. I mean, I don't know. I think people are maybe that's part of the problem is people show their darker side online and whatever through social media because there's lack of consequence. And when you're face to face or whatever, you know, you have to have some pretty big balls to say something you know the other per person is going to be like diametrically opposed to basically and that right doesn't right. happen that often but i don't, I don't yeah i don't know man it's a it's fucked up you know it, it, so i i so like i said i'll just cap it off with that i envy your um ability to end and um uh, staying away from social media um 
one of these days i'll stop doing it but. yeah it's it's i mean I, I i lucked out i really did i mean i it's oh, i don't think i know that out. i think you're smart you just it sounds like more like you took a position like no i don't yeah, want I any did. part of that you know no no i don't and i i you know that you have like the people that are with you they're like well we'll do some social media stuff and I, like you razor cake does not flood the airwaves of social media with posts it's no. kind of a very no. nice um very you know kind of spread out and and awesome um frequency of posts that i see and it's always got something different and it's always like something interesting which is good because it's it's you're not bombarded with razor 24 7 like there are other oh, music no. magazines and sources that are just like god damn you guys again like i just saw a post <laughs> from you yesterday about something so close to this like jeez louise yeah, uh, I, I, my hats are off. My hats off to Dana. She does a great. She she understands where we're coming from, uh, and she's been doing a great job. She's been doing it for like about a year and a half now. And uh, she's, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. It's, that's yeah. about when I started kind of following Razor Cake too. Yeah, on, you know, whatever on the f- different formats or what. I would say hats off to her too. Good job. Yeah, you do like, surround yeah, yourself with some great people. That's something that I'm, I've always been stoked about for you and for Razor Cake. It makes it pretty great, you know. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm. That's that's one thing I'm super thankful about. Like, there's, I mean, it, it sounds strange, but there's very little drama. Like, we have hard conversations with one another about things of substance, but there's not a lot of like that, that I'm aware of. People don't do it to me. It's like backstabbing, backstabbing things going on behind your back. Like, yeah, and I always tell people if you have a have a problem, I'm gonna get you two in contact with one another directly. You know, if you need a referee, I, I will sit in as referee. But that's it. That's you know, great. We, that's we great. Can't, you can't yeah, yeah. snipe at people through prints. You can't, you know, embed something in a review that's really an attack on somebody, you know. And and that stuff has not happened in a while. So I think like just shifting the culture that way is good. Good. You know? Ah, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, nobody. You, nobody wants to be a part of that. That's no fun for anybody. I don't think. No. So I learned that. Yeah, I learned that from Flipside days. There was some super, super mean, mean spirited people there. I, like I couldn't get away from fast enough. Sure, sure. Well, good. To, I mean, that you established something really that that has ended up being so great. Like no. without any of that drama. Like, oh, that's well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um. The last real. Well, I got a couple more things, but really, last one question I really been meaning to ask you when we were on the topic of music, especially is, um, Leatherface. Yeah. What's your favorite oh. record? What is your favorite Leatherface you record? You know, okay. We, that I, just I, came up on social media the other day, and that was like a refreshing thing. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, somebody yeah. finally, something positive, you know, thank God. So it, it's going to, ha- I, I think it's a little cliche, but I have to say mush. I think uh, as, that's as a great, a, that's a great answer. No, a I body mean, of work, every song is great. It locks together, and it has some of my favorite songs on there. Okay. You know? mush. I mix. You know, I oh, am, yeah, am of great. the Minx yeah. camp. Oh, yeah. um, I'm a rare voice. I'm kind of a voice in the wilderness. I found out on social media last night that Ross actually agrees with me, with me on that. And I thought, oh. good, me and Ross, you know, team Bob that. Ross. You Rob, Ross Bob, <laughs> whatever. You know, so, good. good. Not, but I said Mush. I mean, Mush is one of those records that from start to finish, you cannot go wrong. It's one of the best the records yeah. period i think of any type of music or whatever i agree it's I wholeheartedly insanely agree. good i just love i love on minx the kind of 
the dueling guitar between Frankie and Dickie going back, and it's yeah, like, holy yeah. shit. Like, I think that's where they shine the most on that. That's kind of why that's, like, my favorite record, because there's so much of that kind of dynamic going on. It and it. Yeah, that interplay is crazy. It, it is, good. it is. And I, that makes me want to smoke fucking weed, because if I did, I could <laughs> sit and listen to any, especially me, because I could sit for, like, five hours i would never have to go out again like if replay fuck, seriously replay, oh my did yeah. you hear that i can point my poor wife like are you ever gonna leave the garage i have no. to listen to this one more time so that's why i don't smoke weed basically <laughs> anyway that's the short answer you know fuck, it was a no, long-winded like, short answer but it was a short <laughs> answer you know <laughs> but like in the world that i want to live in uh leatherface is one of the largest bands in the world. Oh, right, right. You know? Right. Like, that we would have long conversations. Even with stuff that's come out more recently, I kind of adore. I think oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's there, always... There's, there's nothing bad. No, There's just more no, no. things you... They, I think you're your favorites. Yep, yep. So, I, you know, I think that, like, to have... Be conversant in that. Or I, I was ha actually having this conversation the other day. Is like I feel really alienated most of the time when I go out, and when I even when I, if I'm at like a like an independent restaurant or something, I don't know what fucking has happened with the robots out there, but they're all playing songs from the 80s or 90s. Oh yes, know? yeah. And it's like the yes, same hundred yes. songs. You know, oh, it is Tears of Fear so are fine. Whatever, great, great, good, good, great, good great. for you, Simple Minds. Hooray! <laughs> It would be awesome if you sat oh, down dude. and you were like, yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy this bowl of ramen and like baked potato came on came on or springtime in the back of my mind. Oh, I, would, yeah. I think I would See? just play shit. It's never happened to me. No. I think that that would be the world I wanted to live in. Yep. You know? Yep. So But if you gotta think about it this way too, if everybody appreciated the same thing you did, what a boring world it would be because you did have to listen to that Simple Minds song, and it was probably the thousandth time you've heard it when you had that ramen. But at yeah. least you have the freedom to go home and not fucking listen to that song again. You can listen to something ten times better than that that's your own, you know, or however you want to say it. Whereas maybe the average individual might just go home and go, you know, that Simple Minds made me really want to listen to OMD, you know, which <laughs> is orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with them either, but you no, know, no, it's just, it's just like so I grew up when I was growing up. It was um, when I it was uh, working as a tow truck driver for a while, and oh, yeah, classic you were a rock tow truck driver. That's right. I forgot. Oh, that's a tidbit about Todd got... you left out at the the history of Todd <laughs> part at the beginning here. You yeah, know, so so it's like that's why I cannot abide by Led Zeppelin in any way, shape, or form. Oh You're god, just like, I'm so it, on the same fucking page as you with that just, statement. Good lord, I, it, like. If I had any sort of appreciation for it one time, it got beat out of me. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Now I'm feeling the same way about music that I actually kind of liked and listened to when I was growing up. Kind of like it was in the it was in the kind of like in the punk universe. If you maybe wanted to uh, to date a, a fine young lady who didn't like punk, you could go to, you know, Depeche Mode or something you know, or Smith's and go, OK, this is pretty I can I can I like this. Um but I didn't think I'd be listening to it like 30 years later, almost on a daily basis when I go outside. Sure, that's, sure. Right. You didn't think you'd still like, whoa, like there's like, how is that? Yeah, I don't what know. The fuck am I listening to Yaz right now? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> Full name Yaz Yazoo, by the way, I think is like, right. a, like 
Well, Where you guys were on some <laughs> good shit when you thought that band up, I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. So all I'm asking is for a little sprinkling of stuff that I actually like once in a while so I could like appreciate the spice of life out of my own house. There you go. Okay. All right. That's. I don't uh, think that's too much to ask. It's like a curveball once in a while. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah, you know, sure. play 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 a Motorhead song that's not Ace of Spades. That'll that'll spite. That we'll just do Baby Steps first. There you, there you go. Maybe in the grocery <laughs> store. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think that's too much to ask. Um. All right. Well, really, last thing. I, it, back in I think it was around 2002. Um, you went on. This is a tilt wheel thing, and let me just say. All right. I know everybody. Fucking guy always talks about tilt wheel on his stupid podcast. Always like, oh, you just can't do one without throwing tilt wheel in there. You know, it's like, you know what? We're never going to have another new record. So I'm not promoting tilt wheel. Okay, everybody. I'm not. I'm just I'm just saying Um, you went on tour with Mark, Chris and Davey version of tilt wheel. Right. I did. Tell me about the night of the smashing pitchers, because I have never quite been able to wrap my brain around what the fuck exactly you guys were doing. So, oh, boy. Okay, there's going to be gaps. There's going to be gaps. There has to be because you got smacked upside the head with a pitcher several times that night. Did you not? Yeah, I did. Did. Okay, so. All right. It's the I believe it's the concert cafe. Is that right? Well, it's in, it's definitely in Green Bay, Wisconsin. In Green Bay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So concert cafe. Yeah, concert yeah. cafe. And across the like across the alley is a bar, and everybody's everybody's drinking, 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 drinking. And I remember the bartenders at one point were mad at us because we were touching the fans above the the pool tables oh like a um like a ceiling fan kind of thing or something yeah i see like they're they're like the 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 rotating fans in the ceiling right and i think someone was either putting their hands in it or sticking the pool cue in there and they said just don't do that you can do anything else but just don't do that and then okay so they stopped giving us um pints and they just started filling up pitchers with beer Oh, they're like, we're tired of serving you. You guys we're are tired, like, tired of serving. Com- keep coming up too much. Like, here, right. just drink this. Fuck. And I'm going to do something out of sequence, but I can't remember the sequence. Then they said, fuck it. Just serve yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you guys so, got the keys to the bar, basically? Yeah, and they're there. They just don't care. Oh, my right? God. That's great. <laughs> there's a point where there's a group of f- fine young Wisconsinites playing pool. And Davey flops, and they're playing. They're in the middle of a game. And Davey flops onto the pool table and starts kind of like convulsing and pushing all the balls into the into the pockets. And they're, I mean, these are people with sticks in their hands, and they just kind of back off. So I remember Reverend Norb was there. And he was – we were asking if we could stay at his house. And I was kind of bummed because I never got to really hang out with him at his house or anything. And he says, no fucking <laughs> – Like, we don't want you guys I mean, oh, you're probably awesome. very smart about it. <laughs> so, so 
the rhythm chicken, who is this dynamic individual who puts on a bunny hat and plays drums. Oh, man, I was going to talk. We're, we're like get running pretty long on time. I wanted to talk about the rhythm chicken, but we'll have to get so, to him more and more. Te- maybe we'll, maybe I'll do a whole episode about him and I'll, I'll, we'll talk again. <laughs> so he kind of uh, deserves his own podcast, don't you think? He I, does. He really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He does. Okay. So, so you say your piece, but I'm not going to get into it. So. Davey gets a picture and he doesn't i mean it's not it's not a, he's not putting it together that the picture is full the rhythm chicken can't see out of the side of his he's, the whole thing's over his head right right the whole rabbit head thing yeah 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 uh, davy brains him with <laughs> full picture <laughs> oh my and he's sitting there playing drums doing his like his he's whole rhythm drums. chicken thing and so, right? okay, okay uh uh the chicken falls down uh, Davy realized he knocked him out of his seat like he fucking he ate shit. No, he knocked him off his throne. He <laughs> oh, did, that's he, great. <laughs> he did not. He did not hold back. And so that happened. And then Davy's like, "I killed the chicken." I killed the chicken. <laughs> oh and so man. My next memory is getting back into the van. Uh, a lot of people got hit in the head that night with pictures and then it then it was there was intentional empty pictures as kind of like uh we did this bad thing so we ended up breaking most of their pictures with on people's heads were they plastic or glass they were, pl- they were plastic oh thank god i thought they were yeah. glass so you guys would all uh, be dead now if, yeah. that, if they were glass probably so so uh then we all piled into the van and i re- i just remember probably being in uh, minneapolis the next day and then sitting in this cafe, and people would not sit next to us. And then I realized I was just covered in puke. Not, not my problem. <laughs> and then two weeks later, a chicken was like, you know, I was having so much fun with you guys. Like, I just can't remember. I was playing, and the next thing I remember, I was at home. Oh, God. <laughs> so, in total survival mode, I was able to go home and, you know, get his get his ass home and not, you know, I was like, holy shit. Oh, that, you guys uh, went nuts true. that night, man. Uh, and, and, like, I, and I would fully, fully admit that my version may be different than other people's versions. Because That's, it, it I was, think that I remember Davey talking about, telling me about smacking the rhythm chicken and, and knocking him at, down or out or whatever. And then is just drunk. a series of everybody hitting each other with pictures of beer. Yeah. And then there you go. Yeah. There's pictures. I mean, I've seen pictures. I think I've seen one of you and of Davey getting clocked with them. And yeah. It's like, we were just like, bring what it is on wrong now? with you guys? You're nuts, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Todd's wild youth, you know? <laughs> of your, that's so different. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like this. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. You're never going to no. repeat that. And that's oh. probably actually a good thing, I would say. So. Yeah, it's probably like if I walked into that today, I would just turn around and leave. Go oh, fuck. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I got something. I got to go home. <laughs> Magazine business. Call on. Later. Yeah, you guys have a great night killing each other. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of drinking. All so. right, what? I mean, that was. I'm glad I asked you about that because I always wanted that that story, and I never. I don't think I ever really got the full one. So, um, that was it was a good time. I think that's a good note to end on. And now, let me uh, let's tally up the results of the you know this little <laughs> thing I had going here. Um, and you son of a gun, yeah, you won. By the way, whoa. Um, awesome. here I'll read the questions that I was okay. So. 
when I asked you about what's your favorite thing about L.A., my guess was going to be that you were going to say something to do with like music and shows, like being able to oh. go to shows all the time because there's always something going on. And you actually said like you know gardening and kind of the the na- the natural beauty of it. And that's a that's a good answer actually. I like that. But God damn it, you won that one. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll take it. Awesome. The um. Then, then I kind of asked you, do you like to travel or not? And uh, you, you got that one. I, I thought because of your responsibilities to Razor Cake and everything you have to do, you would be more of like a homebody kind of guy. And no, you said, yeah, I do like to travel. Fuck, you got me there too. So okay, <laughs> right, so that's two for Todd. Um, <laughs> then I said, uh, I think the next one in sequence was. What was your favorite band that other people are kind of um, would kind of jokingly make fun of you or something like that? And you got that one because you said Tilt Wheel. God damn you! You know you really, you threw me for a loop with that one. I would never have wrote that. You know I I said like oh he's probably gonna say like No Effects or something. And I go oh, oh yeah, yeah like why did I ever think that you would, I must I don't even drink that much really but I'm fuck I must have been drinking when I wrote that like why did I think that you were like a no effects fan this i actually wrote out a few days ago well maybe maybe i uh, do smoke weed todd yeah, and i don't even know it you know i don't yeah, know so i i actually defend the existence of no effects against what no effects does like it, it's yeah it's it's a little complicated i got like, you i got that they, was they, well they, they, they the, the, the fat mike the and his most... wife were your first interview and the first razor yeah. cake right Two number one and, and it's like they have the they have some of the world's most atrocious fans and I'm not a big fan of everything that they do, sure. but like the fact on the back end that they've been able to treat all so many bands so fairly for such a long time—that's something to reckon with, right there. Yeah, that's pretty know? impressive, honestly. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's all tied together. So yeah. So. All right. Okay. Well, so that one. Uh, yeah. Those you got the first three. I only got two right most influential band. This was a fucking no-brainer. I asked oh, it because yeah, I knew yeah. I would win that D4. Boom. Bob, <laughs> point. Yes. Okay. That, I mean, you know what? Talk about the least fair game. I tried to make it fair with those other questions, you know, but yeah. And then um, also Leatherface, Mush, duh. I, oh, I mean, yeah. I knew you were, you know, like I, I think 95% of people say that. And I kind of for a second held out a little hope. I was like, you know, Todd might be in the minx camp with me and Ross, too. But no, you know, you're the mush tribe like everybody else, and that's cool. I just, I mean, I, like, it's, it Rock doesn't mean... that CD at the same time. And, I know, just, no, no, no. I, not, I, history with that. I never fault anybody yeah. for saying mush is their favorite record because it it's such a fucking good record. If it was like, if it was one of those bands where it was like the one record that really sucks and everybody's like oh no that's their best but you know then i would go well yeah i don't think leatherface has ever done anything that sucks period really you know so right not that i can think of so okay so you, no but it would be it'd be suspicious if i said you know their best material is on that split lp with hot water music that it would just, be extreme bad, yes i think you'd be throwing the, trying to throw the game at that point you know so yeah yep. yeah i knew you didn't even know about the game so you can't throw it you know I, I, anyways um, I owe you a book. I'm going to send you something anyways. I'm going to send you some crap, awesome. and I'll send you a book. So hopefully it's a good surprise. And no, it won't be a young adult like vampire novel or anything like that. 
Thank you very much. Uh, good, because I know you 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 definitely have a higher mind than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think we're about done. We boy, we almost an hour and forty minutes. We got into this one, so that's pretty that. good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's um, great. Uh, Oh, well, uh, next time I'm in, down in San Diego, I'll drop you a line. Okay, good, uh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, I know we're going to be up in there that area in October or so, so I'll hit you up, too, around then and see if you're around, and maybe we could go out to dinner or something like that, you know? No, as long as you promise not to get into a pitcher-smashing contest with me, that is. You have, you have absolutely, no, nothing you. like that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, good, good. <laughs> All right, Todd. Well, it was a pleasure talking, man. And uh, All right, Bob. Yep, I'll be in touch with you soon. And yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. That was super, super fun. I think you had yeah, some totally. great things. That was to a say. good chat. Bob. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. All right, Todd. All right, you take care, man. Bye. All right, bye. All right, folks. Well, there it is. That was the chat I had with Todd Taylor of Razor Cake. A fantastic guy. Fantastic talk we had. I can't say enough good about Todd, and I'm really, really happy that he decided to talk with me. I, it was a great talk. Great dude. Keep gushing. You know, I I could go on for a pretty long time. But here, I'm going to leave you with one of Todd's favorite songs by a band called The Black Dots, and they are from Denver, Colorado. Uh, the Black Dots are April Soul. She's on bass and vocals. John Brandau, he's on guitar and vocals. Uh, Wade Henderson, also guitar and vocals. And Mike Lindau, who plays drums. Incredibly nice people. Fantastic band. I know him personally a little bit. You know, I, I know at least Wade and April, and they're super, super, super cool. The music is so, so good. The name of this song is What's Up With This Getting Old Thing? And... Thank you so much for listening tonight to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. I'm really stoked to be doing this. I get the opportunity to talk to super, super rad, super intelligent, super cool, and fantastic people like Todd. And that makes my world, my life, my heart just so much happier and better. Yeah. Oh, the Shinerbach is kicking in strong right now. That's good. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Don't forget, uh, check the website. There will be links to all the bands where you can listen to their stuff, buy some stuff from them, um, support Razor Cake no matter what you do. It's a great resource for getting inspired to hear some new bands or just read some awesome stuff by their columnists. Incredible cartoonists as well. Like, It's such a great zine. It's such a great, great part of the DIY punk scene in general, like a fantastic thing. Todd's a fantastic guy. Again, there I go. I'm gushing. I know. I know. That's how I roll. So don't forget, go also, uh, you know, go on the website. If you'd like it, I have, uh, I want to party with Bob t-shirts for sale right now. There will be stickers and buttons coming soon. I'll post some links that my buddy Miski is doing some buttons for me. Uh, sticker guy is doing a bunch of stickers for me. I have two different types coming up. You know, here we go. Merchandise. Merchandise keeps us alive. Just like I've, you know, I I think I sang that song on the last podcast. Regardless, check out this Black Dot song. It's awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.